What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150, tough this smart, can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024, pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024, cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Nine total penalties, uh, five personal fouls, uh, one including myself. So um, that it was an emotional game. Um, and I think that it sucks losing, um, but when I'm, you know, talking to the guys and just knowing for, for me to understand where they're at and to see their fight, I appreciate that. What was your conversation with Terrence Miles about, and what was it about that situation that pushed you over the edge to get the play? Yeah, I just again, I saw I saw what I saw what happened, and uh, you know, our guys are fighting their asses off to get off the field, and I saw what happened, so I just I explained my opinion on it. And, um, you know, I don't regret it. Matt Nagy, after Monday night's game with plenty of laundry on the field, plenty of calls, plenty of personal fouls, plenty of stuff, including one on him as he tries to hold his coaching career in Chicago together. He'll end up somewhere else. It's not like he's going to be unemployed, but it's feeling like he's going to be gone. And you could argue that for any of these coaches who end up on the hot seat, one of the reasons is they get some bad calls. And, you know, for every bad call, the other side of it is the good call for somebody else. But uh, it's still a bad call. And after further review, we focus on some of the bad calls of the week. And, Chris, let's start with the, with, uh, the play that got Matt Nagy yeah, upset right. and that got him penalized in the first half. Deion Bush bears safety. Unnecessary roughness call for a hit on Tyler Conklin, the Vikings tight end. This is first quarter, minute 13 to play. It's the call that, look, this is the defenseless receiver, the head or neck area contact. If you watch it closely, we see, look, you see his head jerk. Something hit him in the head there. It's not as egregious as what we've seen in the past, but we've seen these calls enough to know that if you pop a guy up high when he's stretching out like that to catch a pass, you're going to draw a flag in today's NFL. I, I mean, I so it's, I it's, it's I, I hate this. I mean, what what is he supposed to do? What is he supposed to do? 
I mean, we're getting to the point where now we're, we're going to just tell guys to just, hey, stop and let them catch the ball. Like it's your own. We've been own- saying that for 11 years, though. I, I, we've been saying that for 11 years. What's he supposed to do? And the, the easy answer is do something different. And that's what they'll say. But what different can you exactly. do there? At what point catch? is it going to err on we're, 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 we're putting the defender in an unnecessary health risk? Again, you know, first off, it wasn't that egregious of a hit. He did not launch or try to take the guy's head off. He could have. And he, he was falling. He was again, falling. the target's lowered. Right. He's falling. And the real problem here is, again, the $30 million a year quarterback who throws the ball into that situation. You know, that's where it's just it's disgusting. It's stupid. You know, I don't, I don't know the way to say it. I, don't, I mean, come on. I hate that call. I hate it. That's where I, I don't get it. Again, it's bad offense being rewarded. It, it's We see this every week. And the other problem is we're going to get in the playoffs or the Super Bowl, and that play is going to happen 50 times, and nobody's ever going to call it then. But it got called the other night, you know, and just it, it's again, it's to me. Whoa, 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 whoa! They call, they still call that. That gets they'll called. call it they, less, they, less. They, uh, I, I think that the, I remember when they first started this. The spark for it was the three bang bang helmet to helmet hits on defenseless receivers in real time, like 15 minutes apart. And I think I still remember everyone involved. It was James Harrison hitting Muhammad Masakwa. It was Dante Robinson hitting Deshaun Jackson. And it was Brandon Merriweather hitting Todd Heaps. Boom, boom, boom. That's what caused the NFL. The, the rule was on the books, but they really emphasized on the fly the hits to the head or neck area of defenseless receivers. And I remember at one point the instruction was to err on the side of throwing the flag. And then they realized, well, wait a minute, we don't want to say err because that means we're tolerating error. But the bottom line is for over a decade, they've been looking for that. They're trying to remove that big blow to the head of the receiver who's in the process of trying to catch the ball. That was the, that was the hit that, that uh, paralyzed Daryl Stingley back in the 70s in a preseason game. And, it, and it, it, it was commonplace. It was one of the reasons why he didn't go over the middle. And it was one of the reasons why the quarterbacks didn't throw it. And that's your point, and it's Tom Brady's point. These rules reward bad play and encourage bad play because you get your quarterback taking a risk you shouldn't take by putting the ball in a spot where he's going to get his guy blown up. Yeah, hey, I, he got 15 yards out yeah, of it, but I still right. got my guy blown up. Yeah, right. Got blown up. Hey, he's got a concussion. He can't think straight. But, hey, we got 15 yards, guys. First down. Great, great. I just It's wrong. It's wrong in all aspects of the game. It makes no sense. It does not. And again, you know, it just goes back and you have a great defense. You're you're chopping out, you know, one of the the limbs that makes them great. Is that fear factor? So, yeah, I hate that call. And again, I don't know. That's that to me is just again where I wish common sense was involved a little bit more. You know, by the letter of the, I I don't even know what that is. By the letter of the law, I don't think that was anything. There's a guy that got hit in the upper chest area, and guess what? The upper chest area is connected to the head, so when you hit that area, the head might move too. It's just well, lack of common sense. It's another, reason, like to have, it. it's another reason to have Sky Judge yeah. and or replay review. They have needed replay review at a minimum for these calls for a long time because every once in a while we see one where in real time it looks like the guy got blown up, and when you see it again, he didn't. And uh, that happens from time to time. And to give up so much field position – for one of those plays, it's such a critical thing that I right. think should be part of this broader process, whether it is Sky Judge 
or replay review. Let's take a look at another one from the Bears-Vikings game. This is the rule that was adopted this year. This is part of the effort to protect the lower bodies, the low block, the idea that outside the tackle box, you can't either block a defender low or try to take an offensive player down at the knees. Dalvin Cook is running the ball. Tease Tabor tries to make the block. Standing between Tabor and Cook is Vikings tackle Brian O'Neill. And the problem is, in the effort to make the tackle, Tabor took out O'Neill's knees and got flagged for a low block. And I don't think that's what they intended when they put that rule in place, Chris. No, I mean, no, no. But again, to me, this is common sense applied appropriately. At least in my opinion. Again, it's still dangerous to this guy and what he does. He's trying to do a little bit of both there. He's trying to, yes, I'm going to make the tackle, but I'm also going low so this guy can't knock me out. you, you got to protect the player there. I, I'm not going to be mad at this. This is this is one of those. Where's, yeah, it's tough because the guy is trying to make a tackle, certainly. But he's also going low knowing that that guy's there and about to block him. And but he shot through and made the tackle. I, he shot through and made the tackle. Yeah, he almost he also... He did what he was trying to do. I know, but he also, I mean, was so close to blowing the guy's knees up. I mean, he almost ended but, the guy's year right there. You know, again, so that that to me, again, whereas I'll, I'll go, okay, I could deal with that penalty there. I don't love it, but I could deal with it. I don't even, but I don't even see him hit him all that hard. It's not quite the same phantom call as we had in that Bears-Steelers Monday night game several weeks ago. But it's not like he even made square contact. And I'd have to pull up the rule and see whether or not it requires forcible contact. But if it does, there was nothing forceful about it. He shot through and made the tackle on Dalvin Cook. Well, I mean, then you're going to, this is, if you if you allow this, this is going to be like cheated all the time. People are going to go, oh, I was shooting through to make the tackle. Oh, you broke blue. But he your... was. I know. But, but he's also going low knowing he's about to get blocked. He's doing both. He understands there's a guy there there, there to block him. He's going to kind of like, Get both. I think you got to protect the well, player there. That's. I'm not going to be that problem. mad at it. This, this, this is this is what will change the game because of that rule. Because I think the Vikings were trying to take advantage of that rule, knowing that when you get out in space like that, where you've got the running back and you've got the offensive lineman in front of him, nobody's taking that offensive lineman out because you can't take him out the old-fashioned way when you get to the second level. The linebackers, the defensive backs, hit him low, and he's gone, and you just go get the ball carrier. Now, because you can't use the time-honored weapon for little guy attacking larger guy, what happens is all you can do is go face-to-face, chest-to-chest, and he's going to put you on your ass. So that, that's, that, that's the practical reality of this evolution, if not revolution, away from the low hits. It's going to put a premium on the guys Bill Parcells used to always want. The bigger, stronger guy. Always give me the bigger, stronger guy over the faster, smaller guy. Yeah. Because the bigger, stronger guy in close quarters is going to kick that guy's ass. And now when you take away the ability of the smaller guy to take him low and put him down, you're going to see more plays like this where the big guy's going to be out there leading the way, looking for somebody to wipe out. And and if and if Tabor hadn't gone low and taken out Dalvin Cook, what was going to happen is O'Neal was going to put him on his butt, Chris. Or he, or he avoids him and gets on the really high side of him and then can just make Dalvin Cook cut, cut inside. But, yeah, it, this is a tough one. I get it. 
But we also see guys tear their ACLs all the time with this one. And I, 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 I'm, I err on that one of, of protecting the player to a degree. You know, I, I do. I, I, it was a tough one there. That's a tough call. Hopefully we don't have that circumstance happen a whole lot. Um, but you know, I guess I, I just I didn't have as, as a problem with that as maybe some of the other ones we're going to show here as we go along. I want to see more contact before I see a flag on that. I want to see a more square hit to the knees. I, I don't think attempted low block should be the foul. I think you should have to actually really hit the guy low and, and put him in a position where you may have, in fact, injured him before you get that foul. Here's an example, one that's more clear, and I think we'll both agree that this hit by Darnell Savage. And I don't like calling it a low block because it confuses people because why is a defensive player trying to block an offensive player? I, I don't know what better name would be, but that's what they're trying to take out of the game right there. When you neutralize a lead blocker by hitting him low and taking him out because Darnell Savage did not want to get blown up by larger, stronger guy. That, you know, and, and that was a staple of football forever. And now this is the first year that it's gone but that's the adjustment you have to make. He's got to take that guy face-to-face -face or run around him, as you said. Yeah. You can't take him out the way that they used to. But no. that's it's amazing to look at that. If they just showed this a, a year ago to us and said that's illegal, we'd have said, well, what, is there a face mask we don't see? Yeah. What, what, what did we miss here? Right. What's illegal about it? But it's a, it's a pretty significant change. All right, let's stay with the Ravens game. A pass interference call by Kavon Seymour against Alan Lazard, the Packers receiver. Let's take a look at it, and uh, we'll see how this all played out. There's yeah. Aaron Rodgers. No Ravens fans MVP are mad at this. favorite. Right. They let's uh, let's what do we got here? I mean, uh, 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 well, oh, I see a little I see a little uh, a little Jersey tug, but not much. I, I oh, so that was called. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't it's, know. It, 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 it's tough. Uh, listen, significant it's, hampering. It's significantly tough. hinder is the word. Well, right. The rule. You right. have to significantly hinder. I don't think there was significant hindrance there. Well, it, again, it, it, it's this is this is one that's yeah. People are going to see differently. Again, uh, I, what I would say here, and you know me, I don't really err on like offensive or helping the offense out a whole lot, but like he certainly helps himself, the DB. And again, you don't need to grab the jersey with these gloves. These gloves will grab jerseys without you grabbing. He gets his, gets his hands around the waist and, to me, hinders the guy's ability to come out of the break. Now, you should have caught the ball, period. It doesn't matter. But, you know, again, I, I, I'm not going to say I sit here and have a huge issue with that. That is hindering a guy more than people, I think, give it credit for. It doesn't look like it as much in slow motion. But, again, I mean, I want to tell people, like, go out and run in your backyard. Let me put my hands on your hip as you're coming out of a break, and let's see how great you come out of that break. You know, to me, that, that, that's enough, and that should be called. This takes me back a couple of weeks ago when Zay Jones was hindered by Bobby McClain of the or Bobby McCain, excuse me, of Washington, where the jersey was pulled and you could see it. Yeah, right. And Perry Fuel did a video the next day where they just recite the conclusion without explaining it. There was no significant hindrance of the receiver. Well, of course there was. You could see his jersey was pulled. Yeah, it's ridiculous. If the material is pulled tight, right. you are necessarily restricting the guy who's wearing the jersey. In this case, I saw a little of it, but I, I just I understand. You'd rather what you're not call? Yeah. I understand what you're saying, but I, it still hit him in the hands, right? It's still, I mean, they say it has to be a catchable yeah. ball. Well, this, clear, this clearly was catchable because it hit his hands and he should have caught it. 
And I know that catching the pass doesn't wipe out pass interference. We see that happen almost every week where the guy makes the catch and he was interfered with. But if this isn't significant hindrance, then that isn't. No, that's but the see, problem. The thing the is, I believe this is I believe this is significant hindrance. So uh that that should have been a call and I think that's more egregious it is. than than the other one. It is. Again, now you know the Alan Lazard is six five and he's two hundred and twenty five pounds. You know, he's not gonna just be like totally, you know, killed by that. I, I, I get that. You now it was Zay Jones as you're pulling his jersey. These guys are freaky athletes. They can, you know, still kind of control their body in those situations. But uh, you know, again, when you when you start to pull people when they come out of breaks, that to me is different than two guys hand fighting downfield for a go route or a 50-50 ball. Uh, so I, I'm not as mad at that one, I guess, as some other ones I see throughout the week. All right, let's move on to the Giants. Oh, this one. Dallas Cowboys. This Colin is a Johnson. debacle. Catch and fumble, reverse to a catch and down by contact. Wrong and wrong. Is created. Let's see. Let, let, let's see how many ways they failed on this one. All right. Uh, yeah, that's a catch and a fumble. And I don't think there's any other two ways about it. There's the catch. He's he doesn't survive a, the ground, and he only took two steps. And he, so, okay. So he's going down. He he doesn't survive the catch. It shouldn't yeah. even be a completion. So they call, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me see it again here. Let me see it again. He's got his feet down. He's turning up field, but he never really tucks it. No. You know, that's the right. that's where you have to be careful with the new catch rule where you have that turn, you make that move, but you still have to have the ball secured when you make the move. And there are situations where the guy's making the move as if he has the ball, but he doesn't really have the ball. That's the key. I think he's turning enough to complete the act of the catch if he has the ball. But it looks like he doesn't have the ball. No, and you know, it's it's barely two steps, and at least in my opinion. He catches the he catches the ball and has one foot kind of on the ground about to come up, and he takes the other step as he's falling and going down there. You know, again, it, it, what I want to say more than not, and, and to me what what does affect this, and you know, I saw Pereira and Blandino break this play down a little bit. And, and I do think that this goes back to a little bit of like that Travis Kelsey play we saw a few weeks ago, uh, the one Vrabel texted on, you know, as far as or, or made the tweet about just the, you know, the catch, no catch and the football move and all that. First off, I don't think this is three steps in a football move. He is going to the ground. Well, it's definitely not three steps, right. but so, you don't have to have three steps to make a football move. Right, right. I, got, I get that. But the other thing is slow motion is ruining these type of plays. I, again, if you watch it in regular fast motion, I don't think I would sit there and ever go, oh, yeah, that was a catch fumble. I, I wouldn't. I just go, man, I, I don't know, that happened so quick. There's no way he caught that football. Slow motion, we all go, oh, well, look, he had it for that split second. Yeah, but that was in slow motion. I think that's kind of distorting our view of these plays. Either way, they got this completely wrong, in my opinion. Well, and that's why we've heard the argument from time to time that maybe the replay review should always be full speed that it yeah. should never yeah. be right. slowed down right right because how is it clear and obvious if you have to take it frame by frame to see what really happened it's necessarily neither clear nor obvious if the only way you know what happened is if you look at it like the Sapruder film yeah I, I think right. that I right. think it should always be full speed 
It should always be full speed, and you should always have a limited amount of time to do it. And I remember when they first brought this back 20 years ago, they were very strict about the amount of time that you had, and that was when the referees made the decisions at the game site. The feed would cut. They, got, they, they kind of morphed away from that because they decided we just want to get these right. But that's a way to ensure that it's clear and obvious. I mean, if you've got a certain amount of time before it goes black, like the last episode of The Sopranos, and you don't know what the hell happened. If you don't know what the hell happened, then you stick with the ruling on the field. Yeah, that's right. You have to see right. at full speed, clear and obvious, in that amount of time what happened. And if you didn't necessarily, the human eye, not in real time, but after the fact, didn't come to the conclusion it was clear and obvious. I think that's part of the that's part of the way to protect against this temptation so. right. to, to be surgical about it when you're really not surgical. This is more of a sledgehammer review, not a surgery review. And uh, maybe that's what happened to screw that one up. Not that it uh, ultimately had yeah, much of an I impact just, on the game. Yeah. But it's just the kind of thing where they should always be striving to do better. All right. Roughing the passer or nothing, nothing the passer. That's always part of this segment. Here's Andrew Van Ginkle of the Miami Dolphins with a call on Zach Wilson. Roughing the passer or nothing the passer. And, you know, we, we've I've said this every time, every time. We see a play like this where you see someone closing in on the quarterback yeah. as the ball is being thrown. You're just holding your breath now for the possibility the flag comes in. So, uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I, I mean, to me, this is, I, I got no issues with it. I don't. I, you know, I don't. It's close. It, even if it wasn't called, I'd go, okay, you know, that, that that's fine with me too. You know, this is – it's a borderline. It's a clear – it's a clear two steps this day and age in the NFL. I feel like it's going to get called more times than not. But if it wasn't called, I would have no issue with this. I would not. This is a tough one for me. But I'm not going to be if like. If he doesn't fall down, if he doesn't fall down, does he get called? Oh, probably, probably not. No, I, I, you know, probably not. But again, I, we see roughing the passer called all the time when quarterbacks don't fall down. I mean, all the time. Uh, but, but this is a tough one. And I could see this one going either way. It was right on that, ooh, man, right on that, you know, spot of that was close to being, you know, too late or too many steps. Uh, I'm, I'm not mad at that one. I don't think it's egregious. I've certainly seen way, way worse since we've been doing this segment, you know, after further review. I would suspect that coaches are now telling the quarterbacks in situations like that. Just to, go down. Not that it's a flop. Not yeah. that it's a flop. Right. Just don't fight it. Yeah. Just don't fight it. Right. Don't try to stand up. Don't don't be a tough guy. You take the hit. Go ahead and fall down because you're more likely to get that guy who's exercising discretion to throw the flag. And remember the Saints-Titans game where we saw the the umpire, I think it was Brad uh, Anderson, maybe I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to call out the wrong Brad Anderson. But uh, I, you know, you, you see the hand reach in. What am I going to do here? Am I going to pull the flag out or not? I, I think that if you embellish it a little bit naturally, you just kind of go with gravity. Maybe you get a better shot of getting the flag. Yeah. Here is yeah. uh, uh, Matt Ryan shows up in in this. Uh, it's been a lot. Time. Right. There's a benefit of being an NFL quarterback since 2008. You get the flags. They protect you. Even if you've never won a Super Bowl, although you should have, you still get the flags. Let's have a look at uh, Arden Key from the 49ers applying the hit to Matt Ryan on Sunday. Um, well, this one, hey, this one, this is the full body weight rule. All or most of the body weight. So... Uh, 
it, 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 he's necessarily defenseless. He's defenseless in the pocket. Pete's asking the question of where he's defenseless. By rule, you're defenseless if you're a quarterback in the pocket. This is the this is the provision of the rule that says if you put all or most of your body weight on the quarterback, you do get flagged. And the question of how do you avoid it? You know how you avoid it? You roll as you're landing on him. You don't squish him. There's a way as you're going down. The technique is you take him down and you roll off. You're getting him down. You don't have to land on him. He's going on the ground. You got him. You can roll to your left and not do that. The Reggie White on top of Phil. That's what we've talked about is how in the hell is Phil still walking after the way he got physically abused? That used to never be a foul. But that's that full body weight on top of him. So that one's not nothing to pass her. That one, to me, was a legitimate call. That one's more roughing than what we saw earlier with Van Ginkle hitting Wilson. In yeah. Because that put the quarterback at more risk. I I, I, I guess. You know, I, I guess. I, again, these, All or most of the body weight. I, I know. Up the rule uh, I the mean, game. again, he All is tackling, he's tackling a guy that's 6'4", 230. Like, he's, he's got to bring some force to it. Look at the upper body. Look at the posture of the upper body. Show us that angle again. I, I guess we'll get to it. I, Watch. This is, this is the I know what I'm doing here. I'm a defensive player. I'm a professional athlete. I'm in control of my body, and I'm giving him a little. Watch the, watch the shoulders as he comes in. He knows he's getting this. Watch the top of his body and the head dip down. This is my chance to drive him into the ground, and I'm taking it. Right, That's I, a foul I, I, in today's yeah. NFL. There it is right there. That I, I'm driving him down. I'm not looking to just get him onto the ground and roll off and protect him. I'm driving him into the ground. And that's that's gonna that's gonna be a, a foul in today's I, yeah. NFL. I know I I don't like it. I don't. You know, again, Reggie White was famous for picking people up and then just totally dumping Scoop. his weight on it. Yeah. Right. Right. That's you see that technique I, where you get the legs right. and you drive. But I, this that, is the same thing. It doesn't say scoop, it's all or most of the body. I, I know, but you, you know, you're gonna hit people and you're you're I don't know what you know, I, I don't like those. I don't like those. You know, in, in fact I uh, I I'd be I'd be more in favor of the Zach Wilson that one than this. I don't again. It's it, what, what what I again. What, what, I, at some point, someone's going to do that, and they're going to hurt their shoulder or hurt their arm because they're worried about we can't hit the quarterback and do that. You know, and I think that Arden Key could have just could have as you as you get on top of him, it's a subtle move to the left, and you take him down that yeah, way. You ride yeah. him down. You don't get on top of him. You just kind of like we're going to fall together. Right, I we're, got we're not you. Gonna, right, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna drive you into the ground. I'm starting to think that you are feeling a little lonely in club no spleen. That's what I'm starting to think. I'm, but, I think you want one of these. I think you want Matt Ryan to lose his spleen so you two can be spleenless brothers. I I just want like I, I want them to dial it back with this stuff. I do. I again, it's it's football. It's it's not, this is not band camp or the choir. And everybody knows knows what they signed up for. You know, that one right there, I don't think any quarterback in football would go, man, that was kind of dirty or egregious or anything. I know the rule is what it is. But again, this is where I just would like a little bit more of like, hey, a guy's fighting. Now he's got the quarterback and he's going to jump at him and lunge at him. He's going to try to make the sack. It's hard to do, oh, wait, why I'm in the, the midair, let me turn and do all that. It's an emotional, tough game. You know, I'm all for protecting the quarterback when it becomes, okay, we're going to lift and dump the guy. We're going to launch at his head, launch at his knees. But some of this to me is just physical football play. Not anybody trying to be dirty or do anything that way. I know by the letter of the law that's correct. I just, I don't love that one. I don't. Let's take a break. When we return, the Chiefs 
could be short more than a few players. Yes, it's week 15 all over again, potentially, as the Omicron outbreak continues. We'll tell you some of the big names that have entered the COVID-19 reserve list as week 16 creeps closer. We'll do that when PFT Live continues right after this. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, there are the names, the notable names of the players who landed on the COVID-19 reserve list yesterday. Tyreek Hill joining Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey. Now, both are vaccinated. Both have the opportunity to get back. But, you know, this new procedure for getting back, I don't know if it's getting guys back any faster than the old procedure, Chris. We're still waiting for Baker Mayfield to come back a week after he got put on the COVID-19 reserve list. So the Chiefs could be down some key players as the Steelers are coming to town for a game that the Steelers desperately need. And yeah, you know, Andy Reid expressed some remorse for being in the number one seed in the AFC because that seems to be the hot seat and the spot where you don't last very long. Right. Somebody's going to knock you off the hill. Right. And uh, the, the Chiefs, if they don't have Hill or Kelsey or both, they got a problem. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, they need them. I mean, tackle Lucas you know, Niang. Uh, I mean, of course – be nice to have him there. I mean, yeah, there's, there's that. That's concerning. Tyree Kill is huge for their offense. We've talked about it. You know, Kelsey. I mean, it's Tyreek and Kelsey. That's what they do, and they feed off of each other. And when you over defend one, the other one kind of tears you apart more times than not. So that would be huge. It'd be a huge break for the Pittsburgh Steelers football team. It really would be. Let alone, you know, again, what what have we? Does Chris Jones? I feel like we haven't heard him back officially. You know, and then to not have a Nick Bolton and a Rashad Fenton, who's a gr- good nickel corner, um, yeah, those would be big blows to a to a, a Chiefs team who's, of course, hot on the defensive side of the ball. That's a good point on Chris Jones. We just kind of forgot about him because they won the game. Yeah, right. There was no there was no lamenting after the fact. Well, if they would have had Chris Jones, they would have won the game. They still won the game, so you just kind of forget that that guy wasn't there. But yeah, they've got an issue now, and they've they've got seven that were placed on yesterday in addition to the others. We're, we're, we're moving toward the new testing protocol and procedure, but the problem is 
if you have guys who are testing positive, then they're going to do high-risk, close-contact testing of vaccinated players to see if other guys are positive, even if they're asymptomatic. And if they test them and they're positive, they're going to end up on the COVID-19 reserve list as well. So there's no guarantee that this is going to be all easily solved just because they've changed the protocols. Meanwhile, Cole Beasley tests positive, and he's unvaccinated, as we well know. And I do have a level of respect for him. All he had to do was go get a fake vaccination card like Antonio Brown did. He says he has mild symptoms. Thank you for your support. The rules are the thing that are keeping him out, not the COVID virus because he has no symptoms. But the rules for unvaccinated players continue to be, if you are positive, you are out 10 games minimum. That was part of the incentive to get vaccinated. He chose not to get vaccinated. He knew the rules. He's right. The rules are keeping him out. These are the rules that the union and the league agreed to. He's out for 10 days. He's lucky it didn't happen on a Saturday or a Sunday, and then he would have been out two games. But as it stands, he's going to miss the most important game of the year so far for the Bills. I mean, really important game. I mean, really important game, really important role within their offense. First off, I mean, the Bills, they're not that talented on offense, as we've discussed before. You know, they don't run the ball all that well. Now you got to play the Patriots again, who don't have to worry that worry about defending a you know a run game that has like a real you know noticeable element within this Bills offense. You got Stephon Diggs, great, but Cole Beasley, the guy that does the slot stuff, and you know is there Julian Edelman for that offense? Now they're not going to really have a guy to be that guy in that offense. One less thing for the Patriots to worry about. You know that's that's where it stinks. You know, and that's where, again, yeah, he's not vaccinated, and I respect that. That's fine. That's his decision. But, you know, this is the consequence, and here you are. And this is like this was the nightmare of Sean McDermott right here. This is why before training camp he was worried. It, it's it's all come to a head. Wait, the most important game of the year. Oh, no, against the maybe the best defense in football, certainly the best pass defense, and we can only pass – now we don't have the guy who kind of like reads coverages and does the little stuff for our offense. I mean, that, that's that's horrible. That's a big injury for the Bills, and it's uh, it's going to cost them. Um, not injury, absolutely. COVID list. Sorry, not injury. Absolutely, yeah. and 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 look, these are the rules. We know what they are. And and one one point real quick. You saw Marquez Valdez Scantling's name on there for the Packers. Anytime you see a guy test positive now, you think, oh boy. Oh, Aaron Rodgers, unvaccinated. He could be a close contact. Remember, he has a 90-day window where he's not subject to that or testing. So Packers fans don't have to worry about the possibility of Rodgers being a close contact to Marquez Valdez-Scantling. That rule does not apply to him until two days after the NFC Championship if they are still alive at that point. Well, you got, you got something to say? Well, I, 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 I feel you. like we got a hit on the Buccaneers injury a little bit with Levante David. I know we got to go to commercial break, but like – quick. I mean, I mean, all I want to say is just like, I mean, the Bucks have, in my opinion, have hit the, the threshold of injuries where I go, oh, I'm, I'm actually starting to worry about them. I mean, Levante yes. David being hurt, Godwin out, Fournette, sounds like he's going to be done at least for the regular season. Evans banged up. Where does that go? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting to the point where there's some guys and some players that are notable enough to where you go, oh, this makes me think differently about them down the stretch here, and it's a little scary. We had Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times on PFTPM yesterday, and he made the point that last year there was a much greater sense of interchangeable parts on the offense. This year it's become more Tom Brady's guys, and the problem is three of his guys went down 
on Sunday. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette. He doesn't have the same chemistry and rapport with the other guys like the Scotty Millers yeah. he had last year. Right. This is more Brady-centric offense this year, and the price you pay is when you have your favorites and they're gone, you got a problem. All the more reason yeah. Antonio Brown is back no matter what. Let's take a break. We'll look at some of the best catches from the week it was when PFT Live continues right after this. Oh, what a catch. Week 15. Oh, what a catch. Here we go. Thursday night. Zoom. One of the great games of the year. Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill. A little underthrown there, Patrick. Yep. A little underthrown. Great Drew catch, the flag, though. but caught the ball. What a catch. Getting grabbed, getting pulled, getting tugged, underthrown. Loved the gray face masks on Thursday night. I did, too. Tyreek Hill them. making a great catch. Here's Russell Gage for the Atlanta Falcons. Wasn't a great day for Atlanta, but it was a great moment for Russell Gage. Man. Jumps up. Mossed takes him. the catch. Just absolutely Randy Moss him. <laughs> 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 yes, he did. You got Moss! You got Moss. Baby! And hey, listen, um, if I'm playing the 49ers, I'm attacking these corners all day oh, yeah. long. Why don't they? Yeah, they should have done it a lot more. Here's right. Russell Gage again, jumping up over the fender. Dare I say, that's you, not a full Moss. That's a half Moss. That's a half Moss? All I'd right. say it's a half okay, moss. Okay, it's a half moss. Either way, it's a damn good catch. I'll give him that for sure. Russell Gage, hey, right. he did, he's had a really good year and, and really helped out that Falcons team. Falcons, respectable 6-8, and eight, even no though doubt. when they lose, they lose. They don't mess around. Saquon Barkley not messing around. A little extra tackiness on the gloves there. Those gloves are incredible. Case in point. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. I mean, it's so easy. Look at that. He caught the now, point of that ball. And, and it just, it sticks. It's Velcro. All right, Devontae Smith. This was insane. Last night. What a catch. So it's technically, well, it is still technically week 15. What yes. am I talking about? Week Get, 15 last come until on, Tuesday. Man. Let's go. How do you make that catch when you're getting splattered? Oh, wow, he didn't even get a second look. I guess it wasn't as impressive as it needed to be. Bobby Okirike with the diving interception of MacDonald Jones. I don't think that's his full name, but MacDonald Jones. I like it. It's a hell of a catch by a linebacker. That is quite a catch. How about Amane Oruwarie with the interception? Oh, this was night night right here. This was it. I mean, Arizona had just got the ball back on an fumble recovery, and he returned the favor. Isaiah Ford with the catch here. Yeah. Two and on, two and on, two and on. Hey, you know what? He didn't underthrow it. He threw that ball better than Russell Wilson did. We saw the throw earlier in the show he where did. he underthrew it. Two and on, dropped it in. Here comes big buddy here we go. Christian, Christian Wilkins. Wilkins. I love it. I love it. Now, not a great throw, but what a catch. He almost dropped it. He almost dropped it, and then he tucks it away. He does the worm. That was impressive. That has to burn some Man, calories when that. you're that big. He does the spin. He ended up in the stands. We'll be back with Chris's favorite segment right after this. Oh, yeah. Goats on a bad way. All right, it's Goats in a Bad Way time, and there was a fan on the field during the play. He was on the field during the play. Unbelievable, and oh, Danny goes. This is amazing. It would have gotten so much more play if anybody gave a crap about these two teams. The players are there ready to go, and the fan is on the field. Hey, best seat in the house, right? 
you, he paid good money to be on the field during the play. I wonder if they ever go there. I wonder if you pay enough money, they'll put you on the field. Anyway, that was something. All right, I mean, goats in a bad way. Goats in a bad way. All right, uh, and trivia that leads question. To trivia question, apparently. Yeah. I have not looked. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know what the segue I was. I know this one. Me. I, I kind of knew All this right. one, so let's see. What inf- infamous linebacker enforced a city ordinance on a fan who ran onto the field in oh. 1971? Mike Curtis. Yeah. I mean, Are you kidding famous, me? famous, right? Mike Curtis. I'm just, just following the law. Just following the law, sir. Uh, put that kid on his ass, and then the ump catches the ball. That's I love the it. best part. It is and, oh, there, thank you. And and steps away, or he would have been taken out. It would have been a low block on 39 hey, I if think he that's doesn't what they move. should do. I think that's what they should do going forward. Oh, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Come on. Boom. I'm not the one Eat that it, got Florio. shoved to the ground by an official, an elderly official three years ago on the sideline in Kansas hey, City. Hey, listen, Although, I think if you run on the football field – Okay, they should put you. You've assumed the risk. Put put you at midfield, and then the team, the uh, home team, gets to pick whoever they want to hit that guy, like Jacksonville right there. I I like it. You know, oh hey, you don't got to go to jail. You don't got to deal any fine. You just got to deal with uh, Miles Jack getting a ten yard head start and hitting you here. Then we'll let you out of the stadium. Let me just say, (laughs) we're gonna get to the draft. But I, I don't like the convention among the broadcasters, us included, that we don't televise when someone gets on the field yeah. because we don't want to encourage others to do it. I want to encourage others to do it. I like it. <laughs> it's part of the fun. Let's do it all the time. I'm just kidding. I do not condone or encourage or recommend that behavior, especially if Mike Curtis is around. All right, go, uh, Tommy. Sorry, Tommy. Uh, between no points, between... Uh, not great performance between running over to somebody on the same sideline with uh, not so special holiday greeting and trashing a tablet. That uh, Tommy, no points. First shutout in more than fifteen years. Sorry, the goat is is my top goat. Yeah, no. And if it isn't for you know twenty four yards of completions at the very end of the game when it was over at nine nothing with seconds left, he throws for like hundred and ninety yards, hundred and eighty something yards. I mean, yeah, it wasn't a good day. You know, again, th- th- this is why I would sit here and go, he's not the MVP of football, everybody. He's really good. I know that. He's not the MVP. Hey, you know, your guy Aaron's the favorite now. He plus should 110. be. He's I mean, the favorite. Not one playoff schedule, nothing. And there's nothing. It's just if the offense isn't perfect, then okay. Then it just looks okay. You know, again, that's not what I call the MVP. MVPs I know, I mean, yeah, offense aren't perfect. The offense still looks good because they make plays anyways. So I, that right. to me, I'm I'm a, all right. I'm going to New England though. His replacement up there, Mac Jones. Yeah, I'm going to give it to him. Those were two bad interceptions, costly uh, against the Indianapolis Colts on Saturday night. Down there in the red area, you know, just throws one right into Darius Leonard's you know chest. The other interception late to the flat to the right side there and started the third quarter. It cost them points and led to points for the Colts. So those were uh, huge moments and and big mistakes we haven't seen Mac Jones make since early in the year. Sometimes you take a deep dive. Sometimes you play the hits. And even though the Minnesota Vikings won the game, I'm sorry, they should have lost that game. They should have got they sh- they should have either won 34 to three, or they should have lost the game that they played because Kirk Cousins had 87 passing yards. Yes, he loves him not 87 yards. Are you kidding me? With 30 million plus a year, 87 passing yards against a team whose entire starting secondary was on COVID reserve, 
87 passing yards is all you can muster. So even though the Vikings won, just like you said yesterday, Chris, you don't want to see them in the playoffs. I don't want to see them in the playoffs because it's not going to be pretty. Let's just go ahead and put them and us out of their misery. Yeah, I, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you said it right. You would expect them to have dominated that football game, and, and there they were. They were really outplayed in a lot of ways, which was weird or scary. All right, um, I'm going to Brandon Staleyville. Uh, and analyticsville on this one. Oh, I wish yeah. we had more time. Oh, because it does this. Yeah. Oh, go, go for it. 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 Yeah. Go for it. Why? Why? I mean, again, you know, great first drive. Come away with nothing. Why do you got to go for it on fourth downs? Why? Kick the field goal. Do you know how the game's going to play out? No, you don't. You know, it cost them. They were bad decisions. Did the analytics say to go for it in those situations against the defense that's been the best in football over six or seven weeks and never lets anybody in the end zone? I don't know. Was there a formula for that, or were they just thrown into a pile with all the other crap defenses in football and we just look at it the same? Cost them the game. Don't like it. Brandon Staley. We'll be back to wrap up the Goats in a Bad Way draft on VFT <laughs> Live. Continues right after this. All right, Goats in a Bad Way. The last one for me, this goes to the folks at 345 Park Avenue, specifically the five who showed up at a bioreference laboratories facility in Manhattan on Monday and cut the line, a line that was at least 100 deep, according to Gothamist.com. But they got preferential treatment because they've been good customers of bioreference laboratories over the years. And the NFL went out of its way in June of 2020 to say, we will not infringe upon testing resources anywhere, anyhow, for any reason. Well, they had to get those folks to the office for the doubleheader on Monday. They got them to the front of the line. Goats in a bad way. First come, first serve where I come from, Chris. You stand in line with everybody else, and if you end up being late, you should have gotten there earlier. Yeah, no, I hear that. You're right. It's not a good look, certainly. I mean, it really is not. And not at this time where things are, you know, getting a little crucial once again for for the public and public safety. There's no doubt. All right, my last one. I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals defense. That's where I'm going to go. I know it's I'm copping out. I'm taking the whole unit, but come on. I mean, they let the Lions go on two 90-plus yard drives. They had three, you know, roughing the passer penalties. Uh, they got run on. Jared Goff was efficient. It was a bad day for Arizona and their big letdown loss there in Detroit. I'm going their whole damn defense, Mike. I thought you'd go the whole damn Titans offense. I could have done that done too. Well. Drew Locke was in game. the running for his your bad. best bet. Yeah. Oh. Your best bet let you down. Oh my God. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. We'll You're do right. all that tomorrow as we make our picks for Week 16. Thanks for some of your time. We'll see you Thursday morning. See Have ya. a great day. Go shopping. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.